Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I am excited to be here with Rhonda and having another deep conversation. And it's always exciting when we start because we never know exactly where the Awakening Moments going to come in, right? It's so true. We just dive into a topic, a conversation, <laughs> something we have in our heart, and then we go, ooh, let's see where this is going to go. Well, today is no different. And I have been thinking about this idea, and I hope I'm able to express it in a way that you can understand. But I've been thinking about identity and how important it is for us to anchor our identity in the right things. And I started to have just, it lit, I don't even know where the, where the idea came into my mind, but I started to think about all the different places in life where we place our identity things like what we do, our jobs, um, the roles we have in life, like maybe being a mother or maybe being a wife or a friend or a daughter or, you know, the things. And often these identity spaces are also very closely connected to what we value the most in life, right? So what we have, the home we live in, the car we drive, sort of how we present ourselves to the world, like all of these kind of things are interconnected. And I started to think about identities and the different identities that we have in our life as whether they are a good or a bad master. Because our identities are often tied to something that, um, to our worth, Mm -hmm. to our worth and our value. That this particular thing, as long as I have this or this is in order, then I am good, right? I have value. I have worth because, so I'll use an example, you know, as a mother, as, as long as I'm a mother and to my kids and, and what I think is a good mother and have a good relationship with my kids, I have worth and I have value and it's an identity for me as a mother. And, and then I started to think of this down another layer. I started to think of the things that we place our identity in, whether our identities, whether these things are good masters in our lives, and whether these things can be taken away from us. So let's say I place my identity in being a mother, and let's say through a terrible, tragic you know, circumstance, I'm no longer a mother anymore. Do I no longer have value or worth, right? So we can see that when we tie our identities to things that, and when we tie our worth and our value to things that can be changed or taken from us, we actually are tied to a cruel master, a master that Mm -hmm. is not actually accurate because if I'm no longer a mother, that does not actually mean that I no longer have worth or value. That's not true. That's actually not true. Although if my identity is rooted in being a mother, then that's what that identity could be telling me. That's what the message could be to my life. And we can do this for all kinds of things. We can do this for, yeah, being a wife. I, I want to be a wife or I, I finally am a wife. And now that I'm a wife and now this is an identity and then I go through a divorce and all of a sudden, or my husband has an affair on me or I, through a tragic circumstance, I lose a husband, he passes away. Like all that could change. Something could change and it could completely be outside of my control. And does that mean I no longer have worth or value? Take my job. Our jobs, we're both pastors. This is a huge space of identity for us, Mm. right? 
being a pastor, the type of work we do, the meaning we get out of the work we do. If I'm no longer a pastor, does that mean I no longer have value or worth? Is my value and worth tied to being a pastor? And so I just started to think about this and I just started to ask myself, have I placed my identity in anything that have I tied my worth and my value to anything that actually could change? And therefore, those things are a cruel master in my life. Now, the other thing about this whole conversation as I was just thinking all of this through, and again, I hope it's coming out in a way that's understandable because I'm literally just fleshing this out in the moment. But the other thing that's so interesting is that a lot of these spaces are good things. Mm. Like these are like the, the examples that I just gave. Those are all really good things. Things that actually come from God, things that are meant to be gifts. But interestingly enough, if I wrongly order those gifts, they no longer are gifts. And all of a sudden, I become a slave to those things. All mm. of a sudden, my worth and my value is tied to an aspect of one of those things. And they no longer mm. are gifts that have been given to me in my life. And so all of this thinking has just brought me to the full circle moment of, okay, then what is the only identity that we can have that will never be taken from us, that will never change? Where is the only place we can root, literally root our identity space in? And that is in belonging to God, in being created by God, being a child of God, having relationship with God. That's the like it's the only thing that cannot change mm. or cannot be taken from us. And so you can see that all through the scriptures as as the 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 teachings of the Bible, the teachings of Jesus are getting us to place to put Jesus in his rightful place in our life in lordship over everything else and that as long as that is rightly ordered, all these things will be added to you and they're added as gifts. But if we wrongly order any of those things, those good gifts all of a sudden become cruel masters in our lives that s tell us whether we're worthy or not. And so I, I don't know where you want to take this conversation, but I was just thinking about all that and thinking about how powerful that is and thinking about how we get caught up so easily in our lives in all these other things and allowing all these other things to become connected and rooted to our identity, connected to our worth and our value. But all those things might change, might be taken from us, might, uh, our circumstance might change, it might look different, but our worth and our value never changes when it's anchored in belonging to Jesus, belonging to God, belonging to the family of God being created by him and for him. Like that's the only thing that can sustain the weight of our mm. full identity. Well, Laura, I think you just gave a message there. <laughs> that was really good. That was a great unpacking. <laughs> you know, it is an interesting thought because it is, we are made with purpose. And part of what we do in the joy we experience is in what we do, relational pieces of our lives like such a beautiful responsibilities that yeah. we have to steward all that exactly there's such joy in it but i think what i think is a neat question to ask is how do we know something has taken that place because we may not notice it in the midst of it and a lot of these things are very validating 
However, I do believe when it really does show itself is when things are tested or tried or taken away. It's usually when there's a hardship. For instance, you are your child empty nest. Wow. I'm sure we haven't experienced that yet. But I'm oh. right on the precipice, <laughs> Rhonda. This is going to happen in our next like five year. I know we're right there. Stint of life, right? That's it. This but is... what does that, that could be an indicator. Now, maybe that won't be for you. Maybe some people bypass that and they're able to find different purpose. And But I think when all of a sudden something shifts or changes or is taken away or we don't do well in something, I think also that's for my life. So if I was to say... Okay, if we take about if we take about the big pieces of like mother, wife, all of those things away, but just say even in my as being a pastor, if I feel like I fail something, I have dropped balls. I am just a person. I have failed. What? I know. I know. How Talking. dare you? I know. So you recently yeah. there was a situation where I completely and this is being very transparent. I'm a pastor. I care for a lot of people. I'm usually really good at following up with appointments, meeting up. I, I take great ownership in that completely missed an appointment completely bypassed it. it we I was selling the house doesn't matter but my personal life just completely forgot to write it down doesn't matter I missed it really hurt somebody they were depending on me to be there and I literally beat myself up for like two days about it I was like I, what did I do? And I'm not saying I'm not excusing. Okay. But at the same token, I recognized I'm not a good pastor. Like all these things right, start to come right. in. Your in worth this, and your value. Gets worth tied and value. To this exactly. Wow. I didn't, I didn't hit that mark. I failed somebody. You know, maybe I'm not as, you know, I'm not, I'm not helping people enough or, and all of a sudden I just felt the Holy Spirit say, that's enough. That's enough. What are you rooted in? Like, what are you rooted in? You're just, I have limitations. I have failures. But those moments, there is a track that starts to play in my head. It's almost like press play when something happens, yeah. when I don't succeed in something or I feel a lot of insecurity about something or people pleasing and I'm like, oh, this driver starts to go off. It's like a track starts to play. I promise you, it's like a song. And it's probably repetitive, subconsciously starts to play, do more, be more, not enough. Like yep. those type of things yep. start to go go and rescue, go and fix that versus overcompensate for, yeah, exactly. A track starts to play. So I think those are indicators for me of where my identity is placed. When it starts to cross over, it's like the Lord allows some of those things to happen for me to see, to say like, you need to re-anchor and re-root yourself in me. You need to re-root yourself in that I am the savior. I am the power. I am your full father. Take ownership but you, that does not now disqualify you or take you out. Those things, I'm saying that just out loud, but it's amazing how the smallest of things, you add those up, can bring you down a path that's very destructive, but it can look very good on the outside. And that's sometimes the problem. That's sometimes the problem. It's super validated and you're just performing. All of a sudden something goes off kilter. What starts to play in your mind? If something just kind of changes, do you all of a sudden go down this track? What starts to, what do you think about? What do you start to speak over yourself? What starts to play? What track starts? And I think that's for me, Laura, if I were to say some of those identity pieces, I recognize when something just doesn't go the way I want, or I don't do something I feel like I've disappointed, what starts to play in my mind? That shows me immediately there's something unhealthy under the surface right. that's driving me. Like your worth and values tied to this outcome. And so, yeah, yeah absolutely. You still yeah. got to take ownership if you have just yeah. bombed on something yeah. or just not feel okay. 
But then where does that go internally? And that is what we're talking about. We're not talking about the external piece alone, but we're talking about where are those anchored, rooted places and how do we know? Yeah. How do we actually know yeah. when that shifts or where we're anchored in? Because when you're doing it every day and you're giving your all to it, how do we know when that crosses over to becoming an identity piece? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Here's a really, okay. really tough one. Okay. Oh boy. Here's a really tough one. Let's just like go down this track for a second. I love that second. when you say that, you actually have a <laughs> smile and you're looking at me and I'm going to say, know, you scared. need to answer first because this <laughs> is what happens. You'll say, I have a big thing. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. Put you on the spot. No, no. no. Okay. 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 But no, I was just literally, as you were talking, I was thinking about the different types of scenarios because this can like come in in so many different ways right mm -hmm. so it can be like a big thing like like I mentioned about you know different roles in our life or whatever specific identities but it also can just creep in when like certain expectations that we have are not met and so I was starting to think about raising kids mm. okay and I was just thinking about as a mom or and I don't know if this is tied to an identity as a mother or what but like thinking about raising your kids and when they don't do the things you want them to do or so now we're raising adult children. Okay. So we're in this like different stage of life and like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of scenarios and okay. I want to know, like, how would you feel about this? And it, are these things tied to your identity? Cause like, I'm thinking about this for myself too. So what if your kid, your one of your kids decided not to serve Jesus what if um, your kids struggle with unemployment and they actually can't like get their life like off the ground and just, you know, function inside? What if one of your kids struggled with a mental illness that actually was debilitating for them in their adult life? What if one of your kids struggled with an addiction and came out in their life? So like all of these types of scenarios that as like a mother, right, I... Uh, and I'll, I'll answer first, but I'm hoping to raise my kids through these fearful challenges that could happen. They happen to lots of people. But is my identity as a mother tied to their performance as a child? Their, like how they're living their life, the choices they're making in their life. What if they marry someone that you don't, want them to what if they like our kids are coming to the adult stage of their life where and they, it really affects us and they have to make their own <laughs> decisions, decisions like affect we, their decisions are not our decisions no, like there's actually it's this true. like growing disconnect between and and also like i recognize that i need to actually empower my kids to make their own decisions and then live with the consequences of those decisions. But when those decisions don't line up with my values or what I want for them or, oh my goodness, like that does strike a deep chord inside of me, <laughs> like a deep one. And it's interesting because, you know, I've been in the adult child phase for a while like my oldest is 23 so I've been like kind of you know circling around this and navigating and learning and trying to do my best in this space but again and again and again I have to take what wants to become an identity in my life wants to literally hook itself into my worth as a parent wants to hook itself to self-blame if they make a choice that I don't agree with or if they make mm -hmm. a choice that whatever, it doesn't line up with how they were raised or like 
I've got to intentionally separate what wants to come on as blaming myself or wants to come on as wanting to control them, wanting to guilt or shame them into <laughs> compliance to my <laughs> way of, you know, seeing that's life. a go-to. That's an right? easy go-to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So For like sure. all of these things are firing wow. off while at the same time, I'm like mentally and in my heart trying to discipline myself to put the full weight on their shoulders mm. to be able to choose for themselves the best way to live. So these two things. So even as I'm talking about this and and talking about this idea of identities, like I think that if we can recognize where we're susceptible to, like you said, the worth and value conversations, the the situations that happen that are attached to our worth and value, if we can be aware of them and then quickly be able to come into our identity in Christ and be able to lay those things down, if we can, that exchange that can happen, then that particular identity doesn't have to take root and have a hold on, again, our worth and our value. Because as long as, let's say in that exact example, any one of those scenarios that happens with one of my kids, if that is tied to my worth and value as a mother and as a person, I'm not actually going to be able to be the best mother that I can Mm -hmm. be to them. I'm actually not going to be able to walk alongside them the best that I can. I won't. It will it will affect how I treat them. It will affect how I love them. It will affect how I lead them. It will affect how I walk alongside them. And so in that place, there's this like, this real discipline and laying down of like, okay, like, are they in, you know, are they in a harmful state that I need to intervene? Or do I actually need to take a step back and let them live out the Mm -hmm. consequences of these choices to see like, this is not the way, like, Mm -hmm. this is not the way of life, right? Oh my goodness. Oh, this it is. is hard. It's actually counterintuitive. It is. And it that's what's so, so hard is. about it because actually it's so much easier to lock our identity to things and to control or to create the narrative. Yes. Because it's actually, it's, it's, it's so what, satisfying. It's so satisfying. And it's kind of when you think about and oddly comforting, oddly comforting, but it's actually not. No, it's if not. If you really, really, really think about it, it's not, but it's like, it like it, it's like, wrapping a pre- a disgusting present it's like the outside looks good so we go okay but it's actually not good it's not good and what works for a time doesn't always work for other seasons and I think that's what an interesting thing is like and okay identity piece this is what I think you start to recognize too so part of us even talking about this Taylor I think was even like how do we even recognize it for us yeah yes some of these things are wonderful like the posture of wanting to help your kids is a wonderful thing and when they're little you need to be so engaged and it does take up a lot of what you do so it feels like that is your mission and a lot of your identity in that time is like I'm pouring a lot into this. I'm training them, I'm raising them, I'm showing them the way. Yeah. And coming alongside in a very like intense way. Exactly. But when that can't be let go of, 
I think those, for me, it's almost like we recognize identity when there's these transitional zones or hardship zones. You don't often recognize it when you're doing it. And for one season, this could be very much say like, this is actually my purpose right now. Purpose and identity are different. Okay. We're not talking about purpose. Sometimes we mix them up together. My purpose is I'm this. No, your purpose is to be a follower of Jesus. That's your purpose. That's your identity. Sorry, that's your identity. But out of that, your purpose was right now, I am fully going to, I'm raising my children. That's really like a purpose of my life where my focus is. But my identity is always a daughter of God. Like they are different, but we can sometimes mix those up. So identity is I'm a daughter of God, but our purpose can take up a lot of space. However, things that serve for certain seasons or what we're asked to do are not forever. Like our identity is forever of following Jesus, but our purposes change. And when those things start to shift, how do we respond to that? So when your purpose shifts, perhaps like we're talking about, all of a sudden you were a wife and now your husband left you. Well, wow, that's a lot to work through. And we're not saying that that's an easy journey. You have to journey that through. But in that journey, your identity is never changing. No, never your changes. Worth and your value no, is not. It's God. Yes. It's rooted in him and who he's called you to yeah. be. However, those are the journeys yeah. when our children now are now adults. That shift of like, wow, I'm not actually nurturing and actually having to steward all of the spiritual development, emotional development. It's really hard to say, I got to take a step back. But that is where it's tested. My identity is not now in being a mother the way it was. I now have to recognize what's my new purpose with my child in this way and in this season. Because if we don't, we will sabotage the very beautiful gifts that God's given us and miss out on the beauty that God has. And for us too, the beautiful development of letting go does do something in us. It does. But do we like to let go? No. Yeah, things we don't like for sure. I love to let go of things I don't like, but often God will have us adjust and let go of things we really love in the way we've been holding on. And I, th- I love that Pastor Barry for years has said like, hold everything lightly. Because really, even certain things that we love the most, we start to hold really tight and we actually will crush it. There's a season for everything. We got to recognize the seasons. What one worked in one season is not what our purpose is in this season. And I think when we just keep that purpose going, it becomes an identity issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, like as we're, as we're processing and asking ourselves these questions, like where have these false identities taken root in our life or is there anything in my life that actually is a cruel master that actually is something I don't want to determine my worth and value that actually it's because my, my worth and value is not in Mm. that thing specifically, or if I'm successful in that one area or this area or at work or in those different roles, I think that it's so, so important that no matter what stage we're at, that we recognize where those are at work in our lives. And like you said, the opening up the hands and the letting go, because whether you're parenting younger children that require more attention or whether you're parenting older children, the identity piece can run through all the way if control is at the Mm. center of your motive. If you need to control the outcome or if your kids need to look a certain way in order for you to feel validated Mm. or feel good as a mom or feel the worth and value, then you know that motherhood has gotten in somewhere that it shouldn't. And honestly, if you can say, oh, I think that's me, I it has gotten in somewhere that it shouldn't, don't be don't be alarmed by that. We are we've 
all done that yes been there and go there again and again and again it's it's a it's a constant working out but recognize it recognize it because it's actually not going to serve you as a mom it's not going to serve you to be a better mom to recognize to be able to put that down and say okay my worth and my value is tied to belonging to god it's tied to literally being a child of god being created by him and that's what i want to give to every space that God has called me to steward. I want to bring that gift, the gift of God in my life everywhere. So then I can open my hands. I can let go of control. I can trust that God is with me and I can walk out in every single thing that God's placed in my hands, not putting my worth and value in my success of those things or not. Because the reality is that whether it is parenting, whether it is marriage, We all go through really, really difficult seasons and difficult times. And if all of that comes down to what you did, self-blame, self-loathing, now I have no worth and value, now I... That's not actually true. Yes, can we take ownership for the things we've done? Absolutely. We're not talking about shirking away from taking responsibility for... Listen, I've done some bad things in parenting like i've i've messed up and done it (laughs) wrong and i can take ownership of that but again i don't want to sit in a false identity i don't want to sit in self-loathing i actually want to allow the grace of god to renew me and help me to love my kids love my job love the people i get to serve but not have the and make sure that the order is right. I don't want it to be wrongly ordered. And that's kind of the heart of what we're talking about today. We focused a little bit on parenting, but it really can be with anything. Mm -hmm. It can be in your job. It can be in the output of your job. It can be in the image that you hold with other people that you're trying to keep up a certain, you want to, you know, protect how people see you and, and just constantly working so hard. And if anything that comes to you that's different than that image makes you feel you know unworthy or lacks value or like those are just lay those things down lay those things down and come into a true identity an identity that is the most kindest gracious master like like god is the most loving loving gracious merciful master like he and all these other ones all of them even the good things man, they can really rob us. They can really be cruel, cruel slave masters, just ruling over us, telling us what our worth is, telling us what our value is. So, yeah. I think that is so beautiful, Lord. And I think even as we're closing this conversation, I love that you brought up the word stewardship. Because I think at the end of the day, when God, things have taken the wrongful place, we recognize it's a stewardship issue of who owns what. You know, because I, I think, you know, when we're controlling, we, I know we've used parenting because that's kind of where we're at for, like we've said, many different scenarios that you put fill in the blank for yourself. But I think for for kids, for example, like when I feel that like I have to control my children, which I have, I, we, I've done lots of things. I was laughing when you were saying I've made lots of mistakes. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't talking about you. I was identifying like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have. Lord, you've wow. made lots of mistakes. <laughs> I've seen, I was talking more like, yes. Oh my goodness. I tell my kids all that all the time. Like yeah. I've made mistakes that you will do better than me. Like I want you to be able to grow and learn from what I have messed 
up in and like miss the mark in, but it's acknowledging it and saying we're just doing it together and you're just going to learn from it. It's okay. Yeah. All that to say though, the stewardship that when I start to control, what that means is I own this. I'm in control of this versus actually my children are not mine. They never have been mine. I'm just stewarding them. When I stand before God, my kids aren't beside me. When they stand before the Lord, I'm not beside them. We are his. They are his child. He's given to me for a time to steward. And it's actually for a time that now I'm crossed and realize I'm not actually responsible for that stewardship anymore. I mean, you could be living on your own. You think I'm, you, they kind of want me to still be stewarding a lot of things. <laughs> I think we're, but we recognize, <laughs> but we're recognizing, I think that's when I start to hold, like all of a sudden I'm the owner. This is mine. These are my children. This is my house. This is my job. This is mine versus God, this is yours. And I'm stewarding. I open my hands. Show me, show me where maybe I'm taking ownership of something I of like I'm owning, not ownership of where I need to grow, but ownership of like belonging to me yeah. versus like everything's been given. And that's where I actually have been challenged my own life with things I've wrestled with God. It's, it comes to a place of, I actually feel whether entitled or I own something and the control is I own it versus God. It's yours. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So we have a little exercise that we want you to do, whether you can do it now or you can do it later, but I want you to think about any areas of your life that maybe have attached themselves to your identity or, and if you're not sure, just think about the areas of your life that you're really holding tightly onto. Like you're just holding tightly onto these things. Like you imagine, I can't live without these things. Like these things are at the core of my life and I couldn't live, I couldn't imagine my life without them. Like just those, whatever they are, whatever that comes to mind for you around those things. And I just want you to imagine yourself holding those things in your hand and just opening your hand. Just imagine those things, whatever they are. Lord, I give you my kids. Lord, I give you my job. Lord, I give you my marriage. I give you my home. I give you my, you know, the food in my fridge and my table. I give you provision. I give you my extended family. God, I give you my parents who are aging. God, I give you whatever it is you just feel like you're holding tightly to. My health, my body, you know, whatever it is. Just just imagine that thing in your hand and just open your hands. Just open your hands. Give it to God afresh today. And allow your identity to be rerooted in belonging to God, into being his child, rooted in him and him alone, allowing him to be Lord of everything, which means he's owner of everything, and taking the position of being steward and stewarding everything he's placed in your life well. So that's your exercise today. Be blessed. We hope this conversation has made you think about the different areas of your life and what you're holding on to. Have a great day. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,